So it's official, hot off the presses. Greg Berhalter has released a list of 27 names that will take part in the June window that will consist of two friendlies and two Nations League games. That's four games, four opportunities for these players to show what they can do ahead of the 2022 World Cup. And there are some interesting names on this list. Of course, you've got your Christian Pulisic, Tyler Adams, Tim Whale, Weston McKinney, guys like that. But there's a few names that... I certainly wasn't suspecting, uh, and there's a few names that are missing from this list that I was suspecting, like John Brooks is not a part of this list. I, I think uh, we all saw that coming. Now, one thing we did not see coming, uh, Gaga Salonina. Gaga Salonina, the dual international, the goalkeeper for Chicago Fire, the player who actually got called up to the Polish national team in this window, came out with a statement. He declared his intent to represent the U.S. men's national team at the international level. Uh, very exciting for U.S. men's national team fans considering the, the quality of goalkeeper he is already as a teenager and the potential that he possesses. Potentially could be the U.S.'s goalkeeper for many years to come. He is not on this roster. Who is on this roster? Let's get into that right now. All that and more on this episode of the Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is the Yank Report, the show where we talk about the U.S. men's national team. And if you're into that, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. Let's get into it. Start Starting with the goalkeepers, but before we do, here's a word from today's sponsor. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including the latest odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join or use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So starting with the goalkeepers, and this was a little unexpected, at least for me. I thought that Greg was going to bring in a veteran. I thought that it was going to be Sean Johnson or uh, Stephen Fry, uh, but that's not who he went with. He went with uh, the three guys that I think a lot of people in the comments section at least wanted him to go with. Uh, Ethan Horvath. Matt Turner and Zach Steffen. Uh, now, Matt Turner is back and playing regularly. Zach Steffen isn't playing that much. Ethan um, Horvath isn't playing that much. Ethan Horvath hasn't played that much at all this season. I think he's played six games this season or something like that. Uh, not very much at all. And, and that's sort of going to be uh, the... the the, the dilemma in the goalkeeping pool as we head to the World Cup. Uh, we know that Matt Turner uh, is going to be heading to Arsenal and is likely going to be the backup at Arsenal for the foreseeable future. Not going to be a lot of minutes for him rolling up towards the World Cup. Zach Steffen is in a similar situation at Manchester City. Uh, now, there has been reports that Zach Steffen is interested in going on loan uh, to potentially sharpen up ahead of the World Cup, uh, but that's all yet to be seen. And then with Ethan Horvath, uh, he's been fighting for a goalkeeper position over at uh, Nottingham Forest this whole season. Uh, recently, his competitor had a really big game for the club, uh, so it seems like his position as a potential starter uh, does, does not seem like it's in good standing right now. Uh, so we might have three keepers who are not playing for their club as we head towards the World Cup. Kind of a scary situation. In the meantime, uh, I think between Stefan and Turner, we're going to figure out who the starter is, at least it, it may, maybe in this window, maybe in the next window too. Uh, I'm thinking that it's going to be Matt Turner right now, uh, just considering that Turner has played a lot more minutes. But that's going to be the question mark at the goalkeeper position 
as we move forward in this June window. We move to center backs, and we have Cameron Carter-Vickers, Eric Palmer-Brown, Aaron Long, and Walker Zimmerman. Now, in the preview video, we talked about Walker Zimmerman coming into this camp as the likely number one starter at center back at the moment. However, with Miles Robinson going down and Walker Zimmerman and Miles Robinson building such a strong connection over World Cup qualifying, it kind of creates this uncertainty. Can two other center backs step up and, and create a better partnership uh, than potentially Walker Zimmerman with anybody else? That's yet to be seen. The exciting news of Cameron Carter-Vickers coming in. I know a lot of fans wanted to see him, myself included. Uh, so it'll be a great opportunity to see what Cameron Carter-Vickers can do in this window. Aaron Long coming in. Of course, you, we know that Greg Berhalter is a big Aaron Long fan. He brought him in even whenever he was injured into camp. Aaron Long is back playing. He's healthy again. Uh, so he's likely to see minutes. He's, he's, his skill set is kind of comparable to Miles Robinson, another tall guy, another uh, aerial threat, an, another very athletic athletic center back and then there's EPB who, who honestly is the biggest mystery out of the bunch I haven't seen EPB play much this season I know that he's been uh, very good for his club will that translate to the U.S. Men's National Team that'll be interesting to see now the disappointing thing from this is that Chris Richards won't be in this group Chris Richards is the guy that I was really hoping to come in uh, take that starter position pair up with Walker Zimmerman or CCV or whoever else and, and be that guy who's going to be able to drive possession forward for the U.S. Men's National Team heading into 2022 he was injured at the end of the season and it looks like that injury is going to keep him out of this camp which is really disappointing man I really wanted to see that guy play it seemed like he was getting better and better with each window and with each week uh, over for his club so a lot of uncertainty for uh, Chris Richards this summer he's going to be going back to Bayern Munich Will he remain at Bayern Munich? Will he get loaned out? Will he get sold outright uh, in this summer is yet to be seen. We really want to see Chris Richards playing regular minutes. Whether or not he'll be able to get that at Bayern Munich is a big question mark. Uh, my assumption is that he's going to get loaned out or get sold or, or bought or something like that. His price tag keeps going up considering how well he's playing for Hoffenheim right now. So hopefully that business gets done and we get an informed Chris Richards heading into the World Cup. But that's a big question mark right now. At right back, we get some interesting news here. Now, Cannon and Yedlin were very predictable to be brought in as the right backs in this group. But Joe Scally is in the mix as well. And I'm putting Joe Scally at right back. We know from his time at uh, Mönchengladbach that he can play both right back and left back. And that's left back is going to be a big question mark in this group. Uh, so will we see Scally get minutes at left back as well? Hopefully, will we see him get minutes at right back? We know he was brought into the U.S. Men's National Team previously, but uh, was unable to get on the field, did not really impress Greg in that window. So will he be able to impress Greg enough? And will he be given an opportunity to compete for that backup left back role is going to be really interesting. Let's move to the left backs. And in left backs, we have Anthony Robinson and we have George Bellow. Now, there was a lot of people questioning whether Anthony Robinson would be in this group. There was reports out of Fulham that Anthony Robinson would be uh, receiving a, a surgical procedure in, in this summer. Uh, he was held out uh, of the last few games for Fulham. There were a lot of question marks regarding Anthony Robinson's availability this summer, so it looks like he's going to be part of the group. Now, one of the big question marks that everybody's circling regarding the roster for Qatar is who's going to be the backup left back. We saw Anthony Robinson play a ridiculous amount of minutes in World Cup qualifying. Hopefully he'll be our every game starter in the World Cup as well, but should something happen to Anthony Robinson, we definitely need somebody else ready to go. Uh, so hopefully somebody emerges, whether that's George Bellow or whether that's Joe Scally. Hopefully Joe Scally gets an opportunity to compete for those minutes. Really surprised that George Bellow was the one who was brought in. I was not impressed with him in World Cup qualifying and haven't been impressed with him ever since he moved to Germany. I really thought DeWan Jones was going to get the call up. He's been really impressive. 
aggressive uh, in MLS for uh, the New England Revolution, and Greg had some great comments about him whenever he was brought in for the January window, but it was not to be. Defensive mids, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, the only two defensive mids brought in. I think that was pretty chalk. I think everybody had that down. Uh, not a lot to say about that position group. I think if any position group heading into the World Cup is set, it is this defensive midfielder position. I don't even know of anyone else on the horizon who could possibly uh, creep into that mix between now and, and November. Uh, I think this one is pretty much set in stone. Now, the attacking midfielder position is a really interesting one, at least as it's written on the roster list given to us by U.S. Soccer. Uh, we have six attacking midfielders brought into the group. Now, we know that there's three that have separated themselves in uh, Luca De La Torre, Weston McKinney, and Yunus Musa. Uh, we know that those are the three main guys who are going to be getting minutes for us in Qatar. I mean, hopefully in Qatar, somebody like Weston McKinney is able to play 90 minutes every single game. I mean, we're going to need him to really eat minutes uh, in, in a World Cup situation, so hopefully he'll be able to go. So hopefully that fourth Eight is not as big a deal uh, as we're kind of making it out to be. But still, that battle for the fourth eight is alive and well. And, and there's going to be three names competing for it. And it's three names that I honestly was not expecting to be competing for it. Jordi Mihailovic, Christian Roldan, and Malik Tillman. So first of all, I'm surprised to see Jordi Mihailovic in this group because I definitely thought and still think that Jordi Mihailovic uh, translates more uh, higher up the field, either as a winger or potentially uh, in an advanced position if we end up using that three-man back line that Greg Berhalter has hinted at. Uh, I, I think that's where Jordi Mihailovic will be effective. I really question how effective he'll be as an eight in this lineup, uh, the way that we've seen it played throughout World Cup qualifying, unless there's some big changes. I just don't see Jordi Mihailovic being effective the same way that, say, Yunus Musa or Wesson McKinney or Luca Del Torre has played that position. Pretty much the same can be said for Christian Roldan, who throughout World Cup qualifying was listed as a midfielder in the U.S. Men's National Team lineups, but more often than not would come in as a winger uh, whenever he was brought into actually playing. Uh, so once again, Christian Roldan is named as a midfielder. It's not really where he plays for uh, for the Seattle Sounders. It's not really where he's played for the U.S. Men's National Team. I don't expect him to play there. I don't expect him to play much at all. I, I know that in Greg Berhalter's interview, I think it was with Callan Cowherd, uh, he mentioned that that Christian Roldan is one of the glue guys on the squad and it's just um, a vibes guy. And then in a subsequent interview, they asked Christian Roldan what he brought to the squad. He said vibes. So I, I know that he's a locker room guy and, and is just kind of that last name written on the team sheet. I, I don't know if he'll really be competing for this fourth eight spot. And, and honestly, if it's even a fourth eight spot, because it's very likely that FIFA is going to announce that it's going to be a 26-man roster instead of a 23-man roster. And maybe Greg utilizes one of those 26-player spots, the 26-player to bring in somebody like Christian Roldan. Uh, who knows at this point? The last guy is Malik Tillman. And Malik Tillman is, is another interesting candidate because just like Mihailovic and Roldan, he doesn't really translate exactly to the number eight spot as we've seen someone like Weston McKinney or Yunus Musa play it. If you read Malik Tillman um, and his thoughts on his best position, he'll say somewhere like a midfielder or a 10, some, some, something more advanced. He's not really known for his defensive skill set. He's known for what he can do around the goal. Uh, for those reasons, a lot of folks projected Malik Tillman to be deployed very similar to the way Jesus Ferreira is in, in kind of a, uh, a striker that also drops in and builds up play. I've seen a lot of folks compare uh, Malik Tillman at this point to Jesus Ferreira. Uh, so I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him line up at striker or, or come in as a substitute at striker or something like that during this June window. 
even though he's being listed as a midfielder. That being said, uh, we know that Greg is experimenting or, or wanting to experiment with different formations, uh, potentially uh, changing the way that, that the system's working. So maybe he sees a, a different system, a, a different style of play, a different formation that Malik Toman will be more of a midfielder in. Uh, all that's yet to be seen. Still really exciting for the U.S. Men's National Team to secure the services of Malik Tillman. Uh, he's a very exciting prospect. He's a highly heralded prospect in the Bayern Munich system. He, he's a prospect that whenever he left Gerda Firth, uh, the management over there was very disappointed to see him go. Uh, he's one of these players that, you know, you never know with, with such a young player. I believe he's 19 years old, what exactly they can be in a few years. But uh, the, the the ceiling's very high for Malik Tillman. So it's very exciting for, for U.S. Men's National Team fans to get to see him play. Moving over to the winger position, and there's three guys we knew who were going to be on the list, and that is Christian Pulisic, Tim Weah, and Brendan Aronson. Uh, those are the three guys who have been a part of the World Cup qualifying roster just all the way through World Cup qualifying and have eaten up the majority of minutes at winger. Now, there are two additional wingers on the roster in Paul Areola and Jordan Morris. I'm assuming that both these guys are going to comp- be competing for that last uh, winger spot, and maybe they'll even be competing with Jordi Mihailovic, kind of depending on how players are deployed and, and, and how Greg kind of sees sees the players, sees the formation, sees everything um, as it is once once we get into camp. Uh, I, I know where the fans stand on both Jordan Morris and, and Paul Areola. I mean, to their credit, uh, Jordan Morris is getting back into form. I saw the other day that he was listed as, as one of the fastest uh, players in MLS this year. I think he was like that. He had like the eighth fastest sprint in MLS this year which is something, and uh, Paul Areola is in solid form right now, scoring goals and, and contributing a lot to an FC Dallas team that's playing really well. Last but not least, our strikers, we have Jesus Ferreira and we have Haji Wright. Now, Jesus Ferreira, if you don't know, I'm a big Jesus Ferreira fan. I think he's been tremendous for FC Dallas, and I think he's been great for the national team whenever he's been in there as well. Now, the big knock on Jesus Ferreira for a lot of U.S. Men's National Team fans is that they haven't seen him score goals for the U.S. Men's National Team. He didn't get that many games in World Cup qualifying, though I felt like whenever he was in the game he did link up well with his teammates and he did get in in dangerous positions to score goals he ended up getting that goal against Panama hopefully his form in MLS right now which is just absolutely uh red hot is going to carry over into this window Jesus Ferreira uh if you don't know was playing more of a midfield role more of a 10 role last season for FC Dallas this season he gets the DP money he gets put in that number nine spot and he has just been absolutely bagging goals for fun He's the number one scorer in MLS right now, and he's just been getting in dangerous positions and, and, and assisting teammates and just being an all-around dangerous player all year long. I'm hoping he slots in, and we see a lot of that. We see a lot of that slick combination play for the U.S. Men's National Team in this window. Also at striker is going to be Haji Wright. Haji Wright is on, the, on a tear in the Turkish League right now. He's a big, physical, very fast striker and and hopefully his goal scoring form can carry over into the national team it'll be interesting to see how a player like Haji Wright who is the kind of the knock against him is is playing with the ball at his feet is going to slot into a U.S. men's national team that does like to have a lot of slick passing uh so how does his form uh carry over to the national team is Haji Wright that striker that we've been looking for for so long will anybody step up in this window and claim that striker position once and for all these are all the questions on my mind heading into this window and of course is Malik Tillman going to get minutes as striker that's that's kind of the the big position of need it's kind of interesting that Greg Berhalter would go out there and, and 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 recruit this guy bring him into this uh group and and bring him into a group in, in a positional group uh in the midfield where 
we're not really, we don't really need somebody right away, as opposed to the striker where we definitely need somebody to step up right away. And there are a lot of question marks. So uh, maybe Malik Tillman does get minutes at nine, even though he's listed as a midfielder uh, for this national team. And maybe uh, this is the spark that he needs to show the world that he's the next superstar, uh, you know, fingers crossed. So that's my breakdown of the roster. I'm curious what you guys think. Are there any big surprises? How do you feel about the Gagas Lanina news? I think it's safe to say at this point that John Brooks is not going to be with the U.S. Men's National Team heading into Qatar, which I know uh, is very upsetting for a lot of U.S. Men's National Team fans out there. How fired up are you about Joe Scally being in the mix? Are you surprised as I was that DeWan Jones is not going to be uh, one of the players competing for that backup left-back position? What do you think about Malik Tillman? How do you think that he integrates into this U.S. Men's National Team? Do you think he's going to be a midfielder like he's listed, or do you think he's going to be playing further up the field? Same can be said for Jordi Mihailovic. What about the striker position? Do you think it's Jesus Ferreras at this point, or do you think that Haji Wright uh, has a genuine opportunity to become the number one U.S. Men's National Team striker heading into Qatar? Uh, a lot of exciting questions uh, in this June window, which hopefully we'll get a lot more information on in the coming weeks. Speaking of more details coming in the coming weeks, guys, what do you think about my shirt, this Kings of CONCACAF shirt? I'm pretty fired up about it. I have a lot more information for you guys in the next few videos about these shirts, uh, but until then, just stay tuned. Guys, thank you so much for watching. As always, si puede hablar espanol. Dígame un comentario en espanol. If you want the Yank Report in podcast form, I said Yank Report. The Yank Report. If you want the Yank Report, in podcast form. Uh, you can find it where you get your podcasts everywhere. Thank you for supporting the channel by subscribing, by liking. We're closing in on 10,000 subscribers. We're getting there. Every video we get a little bit closer. But if you want to support the channel more directly, you can become a member by hitting the join button at the bottom. I really appreciate all the members. Shout out to the tier two members, Manuel Oliveras, Mike Irish, Matthew Doyle, and Chris Matassa. Guys, thank you so much for watching. My name is Sam, and this is the Yank Report brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.